and welcome to Peace Lab, the podcast exploring the face of Mennonite peacemaking in the 21st century. I am one of your usual co-hosts, Hannah Heinziker, the Executive Director of the Mennonites, and I'm joined here almost at the end of 2017 by my co-host, Jason Boone. Hi, Jason. Joined in person, actually. It's good to be up here in northern Indiana in December with the snowflakes falling. Is it really good, Jason, for you from North Carolina to be here in Elkhart with snowflakes falling? How do you really feel about that? This is just not right. Uh, The (laughs) Lord made December to be about 55 degrees with mostly sunshine. At least that's what I'm accustomed to. But it gets me in the holiday spirit. But it's good to be up here in Elkhart Goshen visiting with some folks and having some time to sit down with you, Hannah, as we think about where Peace Lab has gone in 2017. That's right. This year has flown by. And this is actually the second year now that we've been doing Peace Lab. We launched this little podcast in 2016, had a little bit of a, some hiccups along the way, reinvented ourselves and came back strong in 2017. So Jason, I don't know, at the end of our year, let, as you think back over this last year of interviews, we've had some great conversations. What sticks out to you as memorable? You know, some of the ones that were, were really memorable, and I'll, let's go behind the scenes a little bit here for folks, give them a little inside baseball. So we try to schedule these interviews and uh, with busy people, right? And then Hannah, you've got your duties and I've got mine. And so sometimes it doesn't always work out. Uh, one of my favorite ones from this year was uh, with Megan Good. And part of that was we got to a point where we had some interviews fall through and we had to have a podcast come out on Monday. And so on Thursday, I think I'm emailing Megan saying, hey, I hate to sort of tap on our friendship and say, you got to do this, but you got to do this. And <laughs> good hearted Megan came through for us there. Thank you, Megan. She did, but, and she did more than that. And that's, we, we talked about what we wanted to discuss and, and knowing that peace and evangelism is something that, that she's passionate about and knowing that the Future Church Summit, uh, that was a little segment of conversation that actually got a lot of people interested, I think. So we talked about peace and evangelism and I've gotten so much uh, feedback from that podcast uh, folks say, you know, she really got me thinking. Uh, and I know for, for myself, just her ideas of, you know, know who you are, mm-hmm. know what you're conveying to the public in every way and, and how you talk about it personally and what your website looks like, how you're welcoming people in and helping them learn who you are, especially if they're coming from outside the Mennonite world. That's very important for all our churches to be thinking about, I believe, as we face sort of, you know, this uncertain future in terms of not just the Mennonite church, but the the church in the West, I guess. Right, because this is a big seismic level shift that all Christian denominations are, are wrestling with right now. This change from kind of Christendom, Christianity being assumed to more secular ways of being. So how do we navigate that? Right, and, and I think I could probably nerd out and talk about that stuff all day, but, but Megan's a lot better and she's actually thought about it like in systematic ways. So if you haven't listened to that podcast, I really encourage you to go back. It's in our archives listen to Megan Good on peace and evangelism. That's one that sticks out for me uh, among many, but I don't know. How about you, Hannah? What, uh, which one do you look back on? Well, you know, sometimes, not always, but sometimes our podcasts have intersected with current events, what's happening in the news. And one big one that comes to mind is the conversation that we had with Sarah Thompson, who was then the executive director of Christian Peacemaker Team. She's since moved on to other things as working with the King Center in Atlanta some But she was talking with us soon after the events in Charlottesville, Virginia, where there were these marches of white supremacists and there was a response. A person was killed by a a white supremacist driving a car into a group of protesters. These events that really shook the nation. And so sitting down with Sarah to talk about what confrontational nonviolence looks like, how white people and Mennonite churches could be equipping themselves to think about engaging if something similar happened in our space. One phrase Sarah used then 
was to think about in faith context, what does it mean to find our own front lines? Where is it that God is calling us to engage this work? It may not look the same way as it did in Charlottesville, but we know that the work, anti-oppression work, has front lines everywhere in each of our communities. And so what does that look like? And Sarah is just an incredible dynamic speaker, somebody who not only talks intelligently about this, but really lives this call herself. She shared a lot of great experiences from her time with Christian peacemaker teams. Definitely something I'd encourage people to go back and, and listen to again. And, and even though it was based around this one current event, so much wisdom there for just ongoing ways of being. And it's another example, too, of, of the changing times and how the church has to respond to it. And knowing that CPT, with its, its long history and how it got started to, to get in the way and living into that for so many years, but then as it evolved, as CPT started to understand uh, what engaged nonviolence looks like, as they don't go just to get in the middle between the white supremacist and whomever, but who are saying, how can we work for justice in this? I think we look at that and say, okay, th- there's another way that we're evolving and trying to respond in relevant ways to our times. Yes, absolutely. And I was just in a session where two Mennonite pastors from Charlottesville were speaking just a couple weeks ago, Marin and Roy Hange, who were saying, you know, the world has sort of moved on from talking about Charlottesville, but here those wounds are still really raw. We're still wrestling with this. So, and I think there are many communities feeling some of these same tensions too and wounds. So definitely a good thing to keep in the forefront of our minds. You know, on the sort of the same thread that we're talking about here about responding to our culture and to our times, we did a podcast with Ted Grimsrud talking about the Benedict Option, which, uh, you know, may, it depends on what your level of engagement in these discussions are, but the Benedict Option was a book. And basically, a really trendy book. Yeah, a really trendy book by, by uh, and I, don't know, I guess he would classify himself as maybe a conservative blogger, maybe-ish. It's probably... Ted, you mean? No, not no, Ted. No, no, the, the, no. Yeah, the guy who wrote the book. Yes, sure. Rod, yeah, Rod, yeah. Rod, Rod, Rod Dreher. Kind of cultural commentary person. Yeah. Yeah, that, public figure. And the theme of the book basically is sort of the, the Christendom has lost the cultural wars in a way. The response to that should be some form of, of not withdrawal, and I think a lot of people would object to that, um, but saying let's really just go back and focus on who we are our, our values and our outlook as, uh, as a Christian body and get strong on those. And that's going to help us sort of navigate the changing culture and the changing times. Uh, this is sort of a hot button issue for a lot of folks because they, yeah. they read that book and really thought that, that maybe the book was counseling withdrawal from culture or, and, and maybe it diagnosed it and in, in diagnosed the culture in ways that people don't agree with. So uh, it was a hot button thing, Ted. And again, if you don't know Ted uh, and he's a prolific blogger, he right. had written about Just this. Just Google Ted Grimstreet and read his blog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. And you, you'll, you'll see a lot of good stuff there. But he wrote about this. And so we had a good conversation. Uh, and I got a little behind the curtain peek here at Peace Lab. Um, we don't necessarily get a lot of direct feedback on episodes. Yeah, is that fair to say, Hannah? Sure. We'd be. Ha- I guess maybe we should just say we'd be happy for more. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but a- after the, the Benedict Option episode, I got a lot of feedback and I got people saying, oh, you got that totally wrong. And uh, the discussion you had about this, you know, you, you, you didn't hear what the book was trying to say. And, and so I had some good back and forth with folks on that. No right answer to this thing, but it was a good discussion. So I, I appreciate that, uh, that podcast sort of getting us some back and forth going with our listeners. Right, for sure. You know, another episode that comes to mind is the episode that came right after that one. Um, that was actually guest hosted by Jenny Castro, who's the coordinator of Mennonite Church USA's Women in Leadership Project. And she pulled together this panel of four women, so Jenny herself and then 
Kalenthia Dowdy from Philadelphia, Regina Shanstals, who's a professor at Goshen College, Sue Parker, who is a pastor and a peace practitioner in Los Angeles County, and four women who had also participated in these Hope for the Future events. And they just kind of dug into this question of what does it mean to be a peace church? What does that look like? At these Hope for the Future events, there was kind of this working definition that emerged for that that really tried to broaden that out. And the four women on that podcast not only discussed that definition, what they would add to it, what they thought they resonated with there, what they hope the church digs into, but also shared their own very personal experiences of what it's like to be a part of Mennonite Church USA as women of color, too. A really powerful conversation, really vulnerable conversation, something definitely worth going back to and revisiting. I love that. And uh, yeah, a strong guest on that show. And I'll just say about Sue, we've got to get Sue on the podcast. I know we do. So Sue and Hyun, if you're listening to this, we're, we're coming for you in 2018, I <laughs> That's guess. That's right. L- look for that email. Or if, you, if you're if you not, yeah, if you haven't heard of the work that Sue and Hyun do, just Google Reconciliation, an organization that works both at peacebuilding in Asian American context, but also on the Korean Peninsula. And that's sort of the underlying theme of the podcast, which we say explicitly sometimes, but maybe not all the time, but trying to figure out what, what does our peace witness look like in the 21st century? Mm-hmm. How are we responding again to, to changing context, changing times? And the one podcast that was fairly recent that I thought really illustrated that was the story of Columbus Mennonite Church and the journey of sanctuary that they are on uh, with a member of the community there offering the church as a, as a sanctuary church and navigating those waters. And what I thought was very interesting in that was perhaps you have a picture of a peace church in our minds or from history of, okay, well, we don't engage with things and, and we're very focused on making sure our own equilibrium is right and that we don't have conflict. And if we can do that, then we're being a peace church. But Columbus is just very involved in the community. They've made all these community ties uh, working on different issues. And then those ties came to bear when immigration became an issue and, and ICE, the immigration uh, detention service, targeted a member of their community Columbus Mennonite Church was able to respond in very real, very, very important ways. Right, and quickly. I mean, those, that web of relationships really made it possible for, for them to be nimble and, and, and respond quickly. Another interview that we did that sort of ties some of this together, both our historic and our current peace witness, was that interview that we did with Titus Peachy, who worked for a long time with Mennonite Central Committee, both in Laos and then serving as the peace secretary for MCC, and who really talked with us about many decades later, this, the legacy of war still in a place like Laos, which is a reminder that, that even as our peace witness has maybe grown and expanded to include more things, our understanding of war as fundamentally wrong as a peace church is still there. And how do we make some connections between that witness and these other justice issues we're engaged in too? And I think Titus did a good job of kind of tying some of that, that together for us. Yeah, the, the other part of that that's amazing to me is is how long it took for this to work, you know, to get some progress on this issue. And thinking about that, and, and we've touched on this, I think, in the past, in our society now and social media and whatnot, these instant things come out and almost like the headlines change so much. How do you stay focused on an issue, especially when it doesn't look like it's going to move? Uh, and then how do you, where's that longevity come from? And so for Titus to be able to talk about that, and I, I'll, I'll say this, you know, Titus was the MCC peace education coordinator for a, a long time and our paths crossed a lot. So Titus was, he, he knows so much that uh, if someone would call me about a peace issue, a lot of times I would say, you know what, I need to call you back in 10 minutes because what I, I would have to do is go call Titus. And yeah. then he would tell me and point me in the right direction. Then I would call them back. So for, for him to be able to share his wisdom uh, about Laos, but then also just from a larger view of 
what does it mean to be engaged in peacemaking in the long term? Uh, I, I thought that was really good to hear. Yeah. Well, we have had so many good interviews this year, and you can check out our full archives if you go visit Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all of those places, and you can subscribe, and you can also just flip back through these archives and check out the ones you missed. But Jason, we're also here about to turn the corner into 2018. So let's talk a little bit. What are we hopeful for with this podcast in 2018? Well, I think the first thing is we, not that we hope, but we know, but we want it to continue. And we want yes. to continue strong. And I know a lot of folks have read about your upcoming transition, Hannah, and uh, we've shed our tears and I have, uh, we've lamented, but also celebrated and are, are excited to see what's going to be happening at the Croc Center and, and all the good work you're going to be doing there. But I have had a lot of people say, well, is this going to be the end of Peace Lab? And we say, no, that's not going to be it. We're just going to have to figure out how things are going to play out. Right. That's exactly right. So one thing we are anticipating in 2018 is a transition in your co-host at some point. We're not exactly sure when that will happen, but likely sometime in January or February. And the Mennonite is super committed to continuing this partnership. We think these are important conversations. So glad that Peace and Justice Support Network wanted to get on board with this kind of guinea pig of a project here that's become something really interesting. We did it. And I, I, wish, you, I wish we could say, you know, we did so much research and we were so prepared going into this. Uh, but that would just not be the case. We kind of said, hey, we, we think there are good people out there that can talk about peace and we can start to maybe get at this question of what it means to be a peace church. And so let's just find out. And so the, the strength of the show, again, is it's built on the guests and it's built on people being willing to, to share their experiences and, and speak out about this. So a lot more peace labs to come. There's a lot more. There are issues. There are peacemakers. There are churches out there doing great things. And we're going to continue telling their stories. That's exactly right. And I think one of the things that makes me hopeful about this project is that, you know, so often the news that gets reported, even in Mennonite circles, is kind of based around conflict right now. Or if not conflict, then on news that's potentially sad or um, challenging. And what's been helpful for me in this podcast, and I hope for you too, those of you who are listening, has been just to remember that there are so many good people doing so much good work on the ground in so many different places across Mennonite Church USA and beyond. And I hope this podcast will continue to be a reminder of that and an invitation to get engaged yourself. Yeah, e even in the face of that, I think about our conversation with Horace McMillan on gun violence. Oh, man. Oh, that's a, it's such a gut-wrenching issue. And we, unfortunately, those headlines crop up again and again. And then at the same time, when I hear someone like Horace who's really engaged and really saying, no, we're, we're going to follow Jesus into this uh, and, and make a difference, somehow, even in the, in the midst of the horrible news, there's hope there. And that's what, the, you can't reproduce that. That can, can't come from anything other than people really saying, I'm going to follow Jesus into the midst and, and try our best to, to be peacemakers. Well, that's right. And to hear that eschatological hope. Can we say a word like eschatological on a... Wow, that might be know, the first time Some like end times hope, some long-term hope that Jesus is breaking into this world. To hear that from Horace, who not only is talking theoretically about this news, this gun violence news, but who's lived it in his own community, um, in his own family. Shared some really vulnerable stories with us there, too. So th thanks to all our guests. Uh, thanks to you all for listening. And again, this is why, why we do this, to share these stories. Thank you, Hannah, again, for, for your work here on Peace Live. We look forward to 2018 and continuing to do so. We have some great uh, Peace Live episodes already recorded in the can. They're going to be coming out that we think you're really going to love with, with people like Leonard Dow. Uh, we're going to be talking about bystander intervention training. So we got some great things on the horizon. Well, yes. Again, thanks to all for listening. You can find us in your feeds at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, 
and give us a good rating there if you've liked the Peace Lab in 2017 because that'll help more listeners find us in 2018. Thanks so much. Peace Lab is a production of The Mennonite and the Peace and Justice Support Network. Our theme song was recorded by David Fisher Fast of Mennonite Mission Network. And Norm Sohar does all of our sound editing. We couldn't do without him. Norm! Thanks a lot. We'll see you in 2018, folks.